right, and welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we're back on our series of the seven habits of highly effective mobbers. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, maybe Austin, you can kick us off and introduce us to the habits. Habit five, right? Yeah, that's right. So habit five, uh, we're following up on uh, from the Cubby book on seven habits and appliance mob programming. And what we covered before, we'll put the show uh, link in the show notes, is uh, Think Win-Win. And uh, that was habit four. And now habit five is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And uh, it makes sense to me why you had this right after seek win-win, because uh, it'd be almost impossible to find a win-win situation uh, on a team or a mobbing or ensembling situation if uh, <laughs> you're not seeking to understand other people. <laughs> Um, so I guess if you don't have Hobbit Habit 5, I would expect mobbing to go quite bad um, because basically you're just trying to inflict your will on the team and you're not seeking to understand others. And so when you put it in the extreme like that, it, you know, it conjures pictures of like Gru from Despicable Me being in a mob, you know, and I, and I doubt people are that despicable. Um, but I think there are ways where it shows up in much more subtle ways uh, while mob programming. And um, it talked about different kinds of listening in the book. And I thought that really applied to mobbing. And um, this kind of reflecting, reflective listening piece uh, seemed like a good first step uh, when you're in a mob, which is basically just trying to make sure you understand someone else. Uh, and so uh, you're basically just practicing understanding others. And this is really natural in a mob uh, because if you're working on code and you're driving, that is basically doing reflective listening, right? Because someone is navigating, saying something, and you're translating that into code or something on the screen and uh, basically asking, hey, is this what we want to do? And I've seen that be when you're working on the code. I've also seen it be when you're working at a decision tree of like, what do we do? Or what do we do next on the Kanban? Is that I, I feel like reflective listening is built into mobbing to make almost empathy natural, right? With kind of the driver navigator pattern. Um, and so Sometimes when people are debating or have different ideas, if you just list them out, whether in the comments or on a board or whiteboard of some kind, and just be like, what are the different ideas? And make sure we keep talking until we understand what they are. <laughs> and even stopping there, I feel like that helps a lot of problems because uh, without that, you can just kind of be off and running with a flat tire <laughs> in your team. Uh, what are your thoughts, Chris, on uh reflective yeah. listening yeah well so there, there are a couple of experiences that come to mind when you mention that um but you know i i think just in general you know it, it is so so there's this different aspects of this like you know whether or not you've been on a team for a long time um you know what the experience level of the team so, so like i think some bad habits can form if you have somebody really senior and some people that are really like early career and that person starts talking you know they have a tendency to hang on to every word but as but i don't think people tran handle the transition well of people's experience levels going up and so i think that often that like mentor mentee uh you know um relationship is difficult to to break out of uh over a long period of time so there, there's some of that but um one thing that i, I think um you know from the diagram style listening uh, that I think of um, it, there's, there's a, an exercise that I think Woody had done called decision mapping, um, which uh, is kind of this idea of 
listing kind of pros and cons of every pathway forward and drawing it, drawing it out on a whiteboard. Um, and then I've also seen it where uh, doing, um, uh, what do you call it? The systems thinking um, uh, diagrams, causal loop diagrams and um, drawing a causal loop diagram, you know, and starting with quantities and then having edges and then those edges have uh, a um, positive or inverse relationship to the increase or decrease of quantities and and working through that. So so those two exercises get a lot of context out into a drawing and and people you know can get can go ahead and say like, oh no, that's wrong or or that yeah, that that's what I also believe. Um, and then of course, like traditional UML and UML diagramming um, and, and you know, a, a lot of the time you can say a pattern and if everybody knows design patterns, Everybody's on board. Like, hey, we're going to go and do a factory pattern on top of a strategy. Um, but I think I think what where where like stuff like that breaks down is like when you run out of patterns or you're doing something you know fairly novel, um, then then having a verbal co conversation about that becomes very difficult because the pattern is not you, you can't have a summary of the pattern in, in a very short period, and so uh, and so. In, in the sense, um, seeking first to understand, it, it's it's good to, like, I, I think people should ask for diagrams, especially if somebody else has an idea. Um, mm -hmm. and, and comparing diagrams, you know, everybody draws. So so one thing, uh, one, one big thing that came up was um, we had people uh, on a mob a long time ago, and they were kind of complaining about each other, about like, oh, not really talking or offering solutions and i was like well maybe they had the same idea as you and then you just verbalized it and so they were like yeah let's go um or there was a lack of understanding and so so one thing that um i suggested they try as an experiment is everyone draws so everybody draw your own diagram and then compare afterwards and so and then in that there was a lot of like oh actually this person had a better idea but wasn't saying it because that the other person just like to be the first one to say it <laughs> um, and so uh stuff like that comes out as well so um yeah so i think the decision mapping was really great causal loop diagramming was really great and and when in res with respect to to a mob and uml diagramming uh doing everyone draws is a great uh exercise it's like hey you know no one share your idea yet everybody draws and they share it at the same time as a drawing um oh nice yeah, that's a great practice for, for that situation. I, I could definitely see that. And um, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, the, uh, one thing that came to mind as you were talking about it is none of this works um, in each of the examples you gave unless people are truly seeking win-win. So I guess that's probably yeah. why it's founded on uh, habit four, which is uh, seek win-win. You really need to be seeking someone else's good and the good of the product. And then it's true empathy because uh again some another one of uh covey's habits showed up in the sitcom the office uh with this kind of reflective listening it was someone who uh didn't have true empathy or trying to understand someone else's perspective and just did the like mirroring tactic like kind yeah. of pedantically <laughs> and so there are uh i guess dark versions of all of these things where you just kind of go through the motions but don't really mean it and I think people will pick up on it, right? And so, <laughs> um, yeah, and so I like the the quote in the book where it's, uh, you know, seek and understand requires consideration and that takes courage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also reminds me of a conversation uh, we were having 
kind of in our organization about how to learn empathy. And um, I think you started the conversation, if I remember right. Yeah, you were looking for books or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started asking uh, AI its suggestions, and I prompted it in the direction of like what books not just help you learn about it factually, but like, you know, develop empathy in a sense. And so it brought up, you know, some classic books. And uh, there's one quote I like from it uh, that it, one of the ones brought up and it was the same one I brought up. So yay, it agreed with me. <laughs> uh, you never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb inside of his skin and walk around in it. And that's from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And so I think it really, for this to really work, uh, for mobbing to really work, for teaming to really work, even if it's an asynchronous style, um, you really need to consider things from their point of view. And I think that's what the book talked about is you really need to go past just mimicking external behaviors and uh, look at what they're saying from their perspective, not just what they're saying, you know what I mean? Because uh, that that colors it very differently. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for me, and this is going beyond the book, the next step, once you have that, is then, then then to engage. You can't really engage in a healthy conflict until you've understood it from their perspective. Yep. If you haven't done that yet, you're just you're just uh, discussing a straw man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, uh, and, and you know, so kind of comment on that. You know, each context. So so there's definitely like early career, late career context, right? Um, and and, yeah. and especially. And, and I think probably, you know, there, there's this idea and, a lot, you know, we had people quoting it often, which is this idea of like, you can't remember what it's like to not have the knowledge. And so people very experienced are, um, uh, do not have the capability of being truly empathetic to somebody early career. Um, and people early career, uh, you know, you have like the things like Dunning-Kruger effect where it, it, you, you can't, you know, necessarily have... Uh, the understanding of what it's like to be a confident, very senior person, because their confidence comes from knowing the the amount of stuff they don't know. Um, and so, you know, there there is a little bit of this where it's like you can't truly be understood from your perspective, but you you can, you know, make strides toward that. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think also, you know, other you know scenarios uh and depending on a distributed team possibly with in other countries and other you know cultural backgrounds and everything along those lines there's definitely something where you, you know there, there's a lot of mindset um stuff that has to go into empathy um and yeah you know i think i think there's the literal understanding of what where they're coming from and then there's like a little bit of like what's their why um, you know, if you're like the Simon Sinek <laughs> book, like you yeah. start with why. it's like, what, what is that person's why? Like, what, what are, what are they motivated by? What, why are they suggesting something like this? And like, what's their background? Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because we, we have people doing software development that come from all, all sorts of areas. Like we have, you know, people that started their career as a history degree. Uh, we had people that started in it, not really product development. We had people that, and so, um, you know, I, I think, developing em empathy for each of those also has the so it's like the literal thing they're saying the, their their background and then like you know what's currently going on in their lives that's kind of uh, the personal share piece and, and things like that as well and all of that plays into these these really important aspects of empathy yeah and i think that last thing you said i got two thoughts uh 
um, is why it's good to team build beyond just the work, right? Uh, you can imagine a mob or team that's uh, almost robotic, right? They share nothing about their lives. They share nothing about where they're coming from. And it's just like, what is the navigation for line 10? You know, and then someone else gives the only work-related navigation for line 10, you know, and they, uh, and so that's not human, of course, but, um, but if you feel obligated to seek that kind of direction, you're going to lose kind of the empathy piece of seeing where someone comes from, which in includes all of them, not just what they think about the strategy pattern uh, <laughs> or what they think how to solve the current problem. Um, and so I think that's why building empathy, you know, with mobbing or teaming goes beyond just, you know, the stuff working at hand. It involves getting to know each other. And uh, what you were talking about before is that you really never understand something from someone's shoes. It reminds me, I'm going to, warning, warning, I'm going to get geeky philosophy, but it has a point. Uh, there, you know, there was a debate about uh, what things exist metaphysically. And it was talking about, uh, let's say they had a computer or a person who had 100% exhaustive knowledge of every fact in the universe. Let's say it's just trillions, millions, infin infinite knowledge. Um, it would still not know what it's like to be a bat was the response. And that experience counts as something independent of the facts you know and so that whatever that thing is it exists right and so yep. um while we can never know what it's like to be a bat <laughs> it's helpful to look at it from that perspective we're trying to understand uh, the bat and so people aren't bats but you know the idea is it's good to try and learn as much as you can while acknowledging you'll never truly be them yep. uh you're not going to become their avatar or something like that <laughs> but learning those things helps a lot um in but trying yeah, and, go, uh, going back to yeah, <laughs> go, just going back to like the um the very early like stages of an interaction, um, somebody that's really doing poorly at this sort of thing is just going to be like, "Here's my idea. I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to be heard." And a lot of people just want to be heard even before a decision's chosen as mm. well. Um. And so, you know, there's definitely like a gradient here of like just people yelling ideas at each other, hoping to be the one that's picked um, all the way <laughs> to, you know, and suppressing other people or all, all the way to like um, the the shepherd who who is just trying to extract ideas out of everyone. And then and then kind of equally, um, you know, but but kind of that global context. Um, and, and so I, I just I personally think that drawings really help um yeah you know it, it, even even in like interaction or process or like any aspect of development i think uh you can draw something and even um a market of skills you know over the table and under the table so the under the under the table and the market of skills retro is like an extraction of like um of you know hobbies and things like that that can then lead to better understanding across people on a team um so you know, all of those things I think can be extremely valuable um, in in this process. And once you understand the, the people around you, your message about what you want to do will be all that much more valuable um, in, in because you can fill in for absent context and things like that too. Nice, nice. Right on. Well, before you close it down, I was a I was very tempted to jump into the next habit because that's because the empathy part and uh, 
seeking first to understand, then to be understood uh, habit plays big into synergy uh, because it's not just empathy for empathy's sake, is that now that you truly understand each other, you can use that to do something awesome as far as collaboration goes. And so we'll leave a bit of a cliffhanger for the next episode, which we'll, we'll cover that yep. next habit. Um, but yeah, go ahead and close it down, Chris. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you, uh, if you know anybody that, um, could be understood better if they sought to understand more or vice versa, if they're really, really good at this and, and you feel like you've gotten something good out of this and you want to share, uh, please share the episode with them and, uh, you know, like, and subscribe and, uh, we'll see you all next time. And yeah. Bye everybody. See ya. <laughs>